Hello and welcome to another edition of the 2022 World Champion Locked on Astros podcast. That's right. Today I had the pleasure of heading to downtown Houston with two million of our closest friends and we came together in unison. It was pandemonious, but in a good way. The Astros players were riding high on the floats and on the parade. Some attendees were flying high in ways of their own, but I digress. We get to talk tonight about the parade, what it was like, the awards that are being handed out, as well, 2023 free agents for the Houston Astros, who I think will stay, who I think will go, and who I think the Astros should keep on this roster. Eric will be with us back tomorrow night. If you're listening on Tuesday, happy November 8th. And we hope that this edition of Locked on Astros makes you happy and keeps you smiling. Because guess what? We're still world champions. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we're your daily Astros podcast. My name is H. John Wheelhouse. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at H. John Wheelhouse. You can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. You can find the show at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And you can find our co-host, Eric the Man Heisman, at Eric Talks Stros on Twitter, and Eric Heisman and on Instagram. So, Check us out there on all our socials. And thank you for making Locked on Astros your first listen. And let me tell you how I know that you make Astros, Locked on Astros, your first listen. We actually hit number three on the charts. Number three on the top 100 baseball charts for Apple Podcast. And I am so thankful. I'm so amazed. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I absolutely love it. And um also we are number 140 on the top 200 apple charts which is actually a really big deal in the sports world so thank you all for helping us climb to the top we are enjoying this ride and i really want to get into it i want to talk about my experience at the parade i had the pleasure of being able to bring my son to the parade and we had an absolute blast today um i'll talk about some of the details i do have i think some pictures here um that I will share with y'all and we'll kind of go from there. If you're listening, you need to get over to the YouTube channel. You need to subscribe to us so you can watch some of the live features that we have. Now, look, Anthony Rodriguez is getting bold. He's saying back to back, baby. Now, look, if there's any team that has the ability to repeat, I think it's this Houston Astros team because we are not losing a whole lot. And um, I absolutely love what happened today. So let's talk about the parade here. I've got a picture of Chaz McCormick holding up the World Series trophy. We were right there on the front row. Um, you have a float here with Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, Elibnis Diaz, Ryan Stanek, um, Christian Vasquez, David Hensley was on this float. And then Justin Verlander, Jim Crane, Wendy Crane, um, Verlander's mom and dad. I think Ben Verlander was there somewhere. Erikiti. You had Lance McCullers Jr. And, I mean, this parade, guys, was definitely top-notch. The The Houston Police Department deserves a huge tip of the cap. The city of Houston 
deserves a lot of credit because this was a safe environment. This was an environment where my son and I were never in doubt with our with our safety or anything like that, literally double the size of the parade from 2017. And I don't know if you notice this, if you're watching, but I got a couple championship editions in the background, got my World Series champions flag in the background, along with my World Champions Metro poster that they handed out to people on the Metro bus. We actually didn't ride Metro today, but someone had an extra one and gave it to us. Just amazing to, to get to talk to y'all today after this event what an experience. We got there literally at nine o'clock. And yes, that was the rover that NASA rolled out. It was awesome. That is a rover that I believe is destined. They want to eventually land on Mars with that thing. Now, of course, it's it's earthified, I guess you could say if that's a term. Um, but it was street legal. It was doing 360s. That was it's called Artemis. So that was there. You had Space City represented. You had the Budweiser Clydesdale. You had the TSU Ocean of Soul, Westbury High School band. U of H band was there. Rice band was there. Um, trying to think, you know, all the airport people, workers for the Astros, politicians. We won't really get into that. Um, people were booing politicians. Just to let you know, there were politicians in there that I've never voted for or disagree with, but I cheered every single one of them. Why? because they're there in the parade to celebrate the Astros. It's like, this is the one thing we can all agree upon. And I love that. But this is interesting. I, I want to share this with y'all in this first segment. Okay. Yeah. The TSU band, I told my son, I was like, we need to go to a game just to watch the TSU Ocean of Soul band perform. They are phenomenal. They've always been top notch. Um, but the Astros in their post World Series win celebration I don't know why I just call it that. In the locker room celebration, spent $388,000 on the locker room celebration. Now, I believe their champagne is a new line of champagne put out by 50 Cent, who has now really invested a lot of money and stuff into the Houston community, which is really cool. Um, he's kind of this rap mogul. He's got this great story, um, how he rose to his fame, and now he's helping out the community, and he's really invested in made his mark here in the Houston community. And apparently he made his mark on the, on the uh, celebration because I don't know if you saw those bottles of champagne, Holy Lord, the bottles alone looked like they were worth more than my house. And so 388,000 was spent on that post game, the world series winning um, celebration. And if you haven't seen clips, you need to go search YouTube. You need to search um, Twitter and go check out that celebration. It was absolutely amazing. I don't know if anybody here is listening or is watching the show live or on the next day, Tuesday, if you went to the parade. Um, if you did, post your pictures on social media, tag Locked on Astros, tag myself, H-Town Wheelhouse, and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of celebrate um, each other's victories in life because – let me tell you, going to a parade that big with two to 2.4 million people and not feeling like you were going to suffocate, not feeling like the crowd was, nobody was pushing up against each other. Everybody was being calm, cool, and collect with everybody. And it was just a sight to see. Craig Biggio, Jeff Bagwell was there, all the announcers, Julia, the whole broadcast team, Orbit. Orbit was probably one of the most popular people in the parade. 
Jeremy Pena was on a float pretty much by himself. I forget who else was on the float with him. I think Christian Javier from Valdez was there, but everybody was yelling MVP, MVP. And then you would hear chants, we want Houston. And there's a great clip where Jordan Alvarez is actually him and Kyle Tucker are, are chanting the we want Houston. Well, you know, Major League Baseball, you asked for Houston and you got every bit of us, just like Machete said in his Instagram post. They said they wanted Houston. Um, so that was phenomenal. That was really cool. Now, this is what I was thinking about, because the weather, if you were there, you know this, the weather wasn't too, too bad. OK, um, the, it was it was a little humid. Um, clouds kind of showed up. And then when the sun got a little bit above us closer to noon, the temperature dropped a little bit. We got cloud coverage. We got some breeze. But if the Rockets ever win a championship, because I told my son the last championship parade I had been to because I missed 17 was the first um, NBA title that the Rockets won. Not the second one, the first one. And I was at that parade. And I remember it being really hot because the NBA season ends in June. So I told my son, if the if the if the Rockets ever get good enough, I don't know if if we come down to a Rockets parade in a few years. I don't know, five, six, seven years. We're gonna have to bring a canopy. We're gonna have to bring some fans. But it was it was a great experience. Um, parked about eight blocks away. It didn't take that long to get out of downtown. Everybody was really, really cool. Um, you know what? And I appreciate it. I appreciate this. Um, Joseph says, the best YouTube stream today was John Boy Media asking, who can beat them in the AL in 2023? It was priceless. Who? 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 The Astros? Who can beat the Astros? I, I don't I don't think anybody can beat the Astros. I, I mean, let's let's just be honest. Um, this team is a very successful team. And if you're going to bet on anybody else, I mean, yeah, the odds are going to be huge if you win. But the probability of that happening is not, is I, I just don't see anybody else beating our Astros. Um, this is kind of cool. Um, Peter says that Craig Biggio grew up in, in his town, Kings Park, New York. He played baseball and football in high school. Um, yeah, he, he was, he, he, he was an athlete. He was an athlete. Um, Mike Patrick says that he thinks that in order, I mean, the team that might be closest to beating us is Seattle. And you know, what's funny. We swept them. They were supposed to be that team this year. We were warned about Seattle being a team. Seattle's this Seattle's that. And I'll just be real honest with you. Um, I just don't see it. The American league runs through Houston the A in American League stands for Astros, and I don't know if you if you saw this. Um, our our Astros are actually um, trolling the Rangers. There is a Texas in the P on champions, and the Texas stands for the only Major League Baseball team to have a World Series title in the state of Texas. I mean, you want to troll your in-state rival when they're down like that? That's brutal. I absolutely love that. If you're not watching, you're listening the next day, go check out this episode with the great graphics and pictures that I'm showing. And, you know, right now, I want to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports wagering information, especially with the new football season and basketball that's here. 
every professional or amateur league out there, you will know the latest odds and trends, whether it's football to basketball to soccer to esports. We got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports, podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. I mean, look, maybe you're not going to put $10 million on the Astros to win back-to-back. Maybe you're not going to go full-in Gangster Mac, Mattress Mac, and win $75 mil. But what you can do is you can know that the people at BetOnline are going to do their best to get you in tune with the right numbers so that you can have the most fun. Bet online where the game starts. Let's get into our second segment today. First segment, we talked about the parade. This segment, let's talk about, let's look at the awards. Let's look at the awards that are being handed out. And the last segment, we will go over free agents, okay? So I'm going to put up some graphics of the finalists and see who they, who they all impact Houston-wise, and then we'll go from there. So here's a group shot of everybody. You have your National League Cy Young finalist, your American League Cy Young finalist, um, where you have Justin Verlander, Dylan Cease, and um, and Manoa, which I think I'm totally butchering his name, and I do apologize for that with our Toronto fans. But a lot of people are surprised Framber Valdez isn't in there. When you look at the MVP finalist, um, a friend was telling me that Jordan will probably place third simply because – the other two were already a given, Otani and Judge. The third nominee was announced, meaning more than likely Jordan will end up third. But look at this. Manager of the Year finalist, Scott Service, Terry, Terry, Terry Francona, and oh my gosh, the Orioles manager. I cannot believe I went blank on his name right on live on air. So here it is. I've got his, I've got their graphic here. Um, sorry, that's right. Um, Brandon Hyde. Sorry about that, Mr. Hyde. I completely forgot his name. You know, I I don't know many people that know the Orioles coach's name outside of Baltimore, but that's on me. So I think those guys are there because of the clubs they had and the amount of wins they got. But I really think Dusty Baker deserves, deserves to absolutely be in the manager of the year conversation. Um, I, I just, I don't, Hyde probably deserves it. I would agree with that 100%. Hyde probably deserves that because of what he's done with the Orioles. I get it. Um, we will talk actually about the free agents um, in the third segment. So we're we're going to hold off on that conversation. So I'm not going to get to any comments regarding that. And since, we're, since I'm flying solo tonight, um, I do apologize if I don't get to your comment or highlight your comment on the show. Um, but there's only so much one man can do, as we know. Um, so let's look at the finalists for American League Rookie of the Year, Stephen Kwan, um, Julio Rodriguez, and um, Adley, Adley Rutschman. Okay, I really think Julio Rodriguez wins it um, by pretty much a landslide over these other two. And I was having a discussion earlier with a friend of mine about who, was, who should be on there. Should it be Stephen Kwan or Jeremy Pena? And I think the way Jeremy Pena started – he was really up there. He was one, and I think Julio was 1A. And then when he went through his struggles, that's what dropped him off. If you look at their numbers, just butted up against each other. Um, Jimmy Pena has a slash line in the regular season of 253, 289, and 426. Stephen Kwan has a slash line of 298, 
373 and 400. Um, let's see, other significant stats. Quan has six home runs, 52 RBIs, 62 walks. Jeremy Pena, 22 home runs, 63 RBIs, 22 walks. 11 stolen bases for Pena, 19 stolen bases for Quan. Quan had 168 hits in, a, in 563 at-bats, where Jeremy Pena had 132 hits and 521 at-bats. So they're not that far separated from each other, but I can see why Quan would get it over Pena. But look, yes, Pena did strike out a lot, okay? But he started hot. This is what I'm wondering in this voting for Rookie of the Year. If you have a kid who struggles and like starts hot and then struggles and then finishes a year strong, shouldn't that shouldn't that be worth something? Maybe Quan's the better guy overall rookie, but Jeremy Pena is the first player to ever win a gold glove as a rookie, as a rookie shortstop, to win the ALCS MVP, World Series MVP in a career. Not just, I mean, the fact that he did it in one year is amazing, but there's not been another shortstop, I don't think, or player that's done those three things all in their career from rookie year to the end, which makes that all the better. And yes, of course, we're not going to, we're not going to bag on the Texans. Someone in here said the Texans parade is going to be never. That's brutal. The slider did kill Pena for half the season. Um, he figured it out when it mattered. Exactly. Jalen, that's a great, great comment there. Um, he did. The slider was his kryptonite, but he figured it out. You know, he batted well over 300 from September 16th on, and he got hot when the time was right. So I absolutely love that. So to recap this before we move on to our third segment, our finalists for American League Rookie of the Year are Julio Rodriguez. Stephen Kwan and Adley Rutschman. I think Julio Rodriguez runs away with that. Then our finalists for American League Cy Young, Dylan Cease, um, Alec Manoa, and Justin Verlander. I would put Framer Valdez in there, but that's me. I think Justin Verlander wins it pretty handedly. Um, service, Hyde, and Francona. I like Hyde and Francona way more than Service. Uh, he's just, just a guy that, I don't know. He seems like he's a difficult guy to like, <laughs> not just because I'm an Astros commentator, but I think Hyde wins that. And then American League MVP finalist, I think, believe it or not, they're going to give it to Judge. I just, after his offensive output and what he does defensively, everybody knows what um, Otani does with the baseball on the mound and at the plate. I just think that they, have a hard time not giving it to judge. And even though the MVP isn't a home run record or a home run um, award, those home runs are going to be what pushes him over. And if Jordan doesn't struggle during the season, Jordan easily runs away with the MVP. And I've got a lot of people that are talking about Jordan Alvarez, fully healthy, a fully healthy season, thinking that he could hit 65, 70 home runs. And let me tell you, if he if he stays healthy, I don't see why not. Um, David's asking, do I let Justin Verlander walk? Well, we're going to talk about that here in a second. Um, I'm going to fire up the free agency talk 
and I will let you know what I've got going on with this graphic and I'll explain it. So if you're listening on Tuesday and you're not watching, you won't be unhinged because you're like, why is he talking about something I cannot see? But I had to put the free agent players. I have their name. I have their market value. And I have a different color for each one. I have red, meaning they're gone. I have blue, meaning they could be here. The Astros wouldn't be bad for signing them. And then I put green for, I think they're definitely going to be back. And this is my take. Um, I don't have any inside information. James Click and I didn't have coffee at the parade, which would have been cool. <laughs> um, Orbit didn't whisper something in my ear. Craig Biggio didn't throw me a note saying this is who they're keeping. I haven't heard about the conversation that Crane apparently was going to have with um, Justin Verlander. But it sounds to me like he really wants to keep Verlander around. You know, um, I'm writing an article for the um, 103.7, the game that will be out tomorrow. And the title of the article is Dynasty or Destiny. You'll have to go to 103.7, the game tomorrow after they post it. Or if you're listening today, which is Tuesday, November the 8th, check it out then. So let's go ahead and dive into my free agency talk and chatter. Um, yeah, Framber broke a record and he isn't the finalist. They weren't going to give it to two Houston Astros. I, I mean, let's just be honest. It's it's not Garrett Cole. I know they did it before, but Framber is underrated. He's underappreciated, Okay. Um, now, before I get into my free agency talk, I'm not going to talk about free agents that we should go get tonight. I, I'm not going to be able to cover everything. All I'm going to simply do is I've, um, I'm, I'm trying to be a good steward of my time. And so we're starting segment three right now. And we're gonna, I'm going to show you this graphic, put it up, and then we're going to talk. And then I will put it back up again for those of y'all that are watching. And again, if you're listening, I will describe it so that you are not sitting there going, what is he looking at and telling us? So the 2023 free agents, here are my takes. In green, I have Justin Verlander, Michael Brantley, Yuli Gurriel, Martin Maldonado, and Rafael Montero. I have them all coming back, and I'll explain those details in a second. I have Trey Mancini in blue, meaning he could, but I don't know that he will. And then in red, I have Will Smith in red. I have a red retires word by Yuli Gurriel, if he retires, Christian Vasquez, Jason Castro, Alimnis Diaz, and Franklin Barreto because he is a free agent. So let me start with Justin Verlander. I think Justin Verlander is a guy that you absolutely sign and bring back. I don't understand why Verlander would go anywhere else. He has a player option of $25 million. More than likely, he's going to turn that down. Now, his, his um, market value is $41 million, but I do believe that the Houston Astros should offer him a two-year $61 million deal or $62 million deal, get it right over 30 and then give him a third-year opt-out or player option for him to come back for maybe 27 or 28 with incentives um, if he could pitch three seasons. He's at... Win number 244, I don't know that he's going to get to 300, but if there's any pitcher in the league right now that gets to 300, um, it would be Justin Verlander. And, of course, Dusty Baker is a free agent, but I was focusing on 
on players. So I'll talk about Dusty kind of at the end as I wrap this up. So I put Michael Brantley. He's an understatement. His market value is $8.5 So I have him in green and him coming back. I think you can easily offer him 10 to 11, um, somewhere maybe 12 for like two years. Give him a limited role. Put him at DH. Put him at left field. I would not have a problem with him playing 130, 140 games so he's healthy for the playoffs. Michael Brantley absolutely needs to come back. Will Smith, I think he's gone. I, I just I don't see him being on this roster. Trey Mancini, he's in blue. He has a basically market value of $10 million. I'm not sure if they sign him. Um, I know a lot of people say no Trey Mancini because of what he did in the playoffs because he, his bat didn't show up. But the thing is, if Trey Mancini has an entire season here, what does he look like? With more comfort in the locker room, um, if Yuli is gone or retires, you're going to need somebody to replace him at first base. There is some talk, and I'm not going to get into it, Brian Abreu is probably not returning to Chicago, but how much money will he want? He's kind of on the downside of his career. So I really think that that is something that we need to consider. Maybe Trey Mancini. Yuli Gurriel, I have him coming back. His market value is $15 million, but I'm not paying Yuli $15 million. You keep Yuli Gurriel, whatever it takes to keep him here at a bargain price so that he can stay as long as he wants until he retires. Maybe he retires this next year and becomes your Cuban liaison or head, head scout for Cuban um, prospects, whatever that may be. And then I have Martin Maldonado. Um, he... Actually, has a market value of four point six million. He had the vested option of five million this year, but he is um, a free agent going into next season. So I think you need to sign him just to keep him around to help your catchers, because Christian Vasquez, I believe, is gone now. For those of y'all listening, again, I have Verlander, Brantley, Guriel, and Maldonado all in green, meaning the Astros sign them and bring them back. Some of them in in different, more modified roles, other than Justin Verlander. Then I have Will Smith gone. The only way Yuli is gone is if he retires. I don't think he goes to another team. Um, then I have Christian Vasquez walking. I just don't think Christian Vasquez resigns with this team. Now, I think the Astros absolutely should keep Vasquez um, because he's a very good catcher. I just, I just think that he walks. I think that he goes back to Boston or he goes somewhere else. I'm not sure. Um, then Jason Castro. I'm assuming he's going to retire. I don't. I don't anticipate seeing Jason Castro play another game of baseball. That's just me personally, and I may be completely wrong. Jason Castro may come back and get comeback player of the year. I doubt that, but I'm just saying. I believe he's a candidate to be retired. So again, to recap, we have Vasquez walking, Castro retirement. Alemis Diaz has a market value of four point four five million. But I don't know that the Astros re-sign him. You've got guys like David Hensley. You've got other players that you can bring up. You've got Pedro Leon, who will be coming up soon. He could be a utility guy. He plays both shortstop and center field. He has an elite arm. So I think that Pedro Leon coming in there and doing his thing would really rid you of your need for Lemus Diaz. The problem with Pedro Leon is his strikeout rate is really, really high. And hopefully he figures that out. Um, so to finish off this list, Rafael Montero in green. 
His market value is $8.14 million. And for those of y'all that are listening, I say yes, the Astros signed him to a three to four deal, three to four year deal worth around $25 million over those three years. Um, you could even push it to 28 for for four. Um, 30 for four might be a little much for his role, but you can pay him what his market value is, or maybe a little bit more and keep him in here. Cause I think he's an absolute elite setup guy. He proved to be amazing in his role. Um, Tucker. So this is my list of me just talking about the Astros free agents for 2023. Not because Tucker is not a free agent um, until 25. He's still arm eligible. Um, Alebis Diaz is a great utility man. I'm, I'm not discounting Alebis Diaz talent. I think he was hitting really well towards the end of the season. He just kind of stunk it up in the playoffs. But I think we've ridden the Alebis Diaz train long enough. And I think you got a guy like David Hensley who could fit in that role very nicely. David Hensley is a very good defender. And again, Tucker's not a free agent. So that's why we're not discussing Tucker. And then I think the last person on this list is Franklin Barreto. We just mentioned him because he is a free agent, but there's no illusion of Franklin Barreto being the future plans in for the Houston Astros. So um, tonight I really just wanted to dive in the parade. It it was an amazing parade. I loved it. Um, I got to experience that with my son. If you went, please share your pictures with us on social media. Um, Also just recapping the show $388,000 spent on the Astros post-game, post-World Series winning celebration. Um, And then the the awards, Dusty, I think he kind of gets snubbed, but I get the other guys and why they were nominated. I think Justin Verlander runs away with the Cy Young. I think Aaron Judge wins the the MVP um, of the American League. And I think that Julio Rodriguez wins Rookie of the Year for the American League. The National League stuff, I think Sandy Alcantara wins that pretty easily um, in the in the Cy Young race. I think that um, Nolan Arenado wins MVP if it's not Manny Machado. Then I believe the Manager of the Year in the National League probably be it's probably going to be Dave Roberts winning 116 games. And then I think Rookie of the Year could be Michael Harris II from the Braves. So those are my – that rounds up my picks for the awards this season. And if you want to make Locked Astros your first listen, like we know you do every day, why don't you make Locked On Sports today your second listen? This is a great – oh, there's my alarm. <laughs> there's my alarm. I forgot to silence. Sorry, right in the middle of the read. Check out Locked on Astros for your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights. Only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Now, before I go, thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me. I know Eric wasn't here. He'll be back tomorrow. We are number three on the Apple charts. Thank thank, thank you to you. We are 140 on the top 200 sports charts. Thank you again once to you. And this week, I will be rolling out the shirts 
we will have a t-shirt contest that we'll be giving away one on air on a live show, one on Twitter, one on um, Instagram, and one on our Facebook page. So that's four shirts, limited edition. It's going to say world champions. It's going to say 1 million downloads, and it's going to be locked on Astros just for you guys. So you guys all have a chance to win. There are four shirts. They are exclusive 404. There won't be any others produced beyond that. So thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all have a good evening. My name is H-Town Wheelhouse, and we got some work to do in this offseason. We're going to have some great content coming to you. Got some guests, and hopefully some world champions will be joining us live on the show. So as always, from the world champion studios, two-time world champion studios for Locked on Astros, I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. Y'all have a good evening, and as always, bear me in the H and go Strohs.